0: Turned his head and asked, What do you mean? The homeless street urchins of the royal capital all run together in a gang, and they'd often come to my neighbourhood to beg for food. I know all of them, but I've never seen this child before. That young child stared at Mu Ching and didn't say a word. Feng Xin was incredulous. Who do they beg for food from, you? And you'd give it to them? Mu Qing glared at him. If they pester relentlessly, then there's no other way. Feng Xin still thought the notion rather unbelievable, but didn't make any further commentary. Oh, he said. Xue wanted to laugh watching them talk. Mu Qing continued. Besides, there's sewn patches on his clothes. Judging by the needlework, it must have been done by a grown up only just recently, so there's at least someone of age in his household. His family situation may not be the best, but he's definitely not a beggar. Naturally, Shelian would not notice the details of needlework on sewn patches, nor whether it was done by adults. But Mu Ching used to be an errand boy at the Royal Holy Pavilion and also did all kinds of chores at home. So when Shilian looked closely, it was indeed as he had said. So he asked, Do you have grown-ups at home? That young child shook his head, but Mu Ching said, There must be. If he doesn't go back, his family would be worried sick, looking for him. No, no way. There's nobody. That young child cried, sounding like he was afraid to be sent back, and he opened his arms, reaching for Shilian. He was still covered with mud and blood, and Feng Xin couldn't stand it anymore. Kid, what the hell are you doing? Things were urgent earlier, so whatever. But shouldn't you know better by now? This is the crown prince, the crown prince. Do you understand? That young child's arms immediately shrank back, but he was still gazing at Shirlian. There's fighting at home, and I got kicked out. I walked for a long time, but I have nowhere to go. The other three looked at each other. After a moment, Feng Xin said, So what now? One of the imperial doctors suggested, If his highness is troubled, he can be placed here in the palace and have a few attendants take care of him. Xie Lin hummed, but after some thought, shook his head slowly. At the end of the day, he was afraid that Chi Rong wouldn't drop the whole thing, and that he would sneak out to cause trouble. The way I see it, it's still best if I watch over him until his wounds are healed. It seems his family won't be able to look after him. Feng Xin, when you go to take care of the affected stores toppled by Qi Rong, see if you can find out where his parents are and let them know so that they don't worry. All right, Feng Xin agreed. One of his arms was still in a sling, but he extended the good arm to reach for that young child, intending to pick him up by the collar. Shilian laughed. You're wounded. Don't worry about it. However, Feng Xin shrugged it off. Only one arm is broken. The other is still fine. If both my arms were broken, I can still use my teeth to carry him by the collar and bring him up the mountain for you. Mu Ching rolled his eyes from behind him then spoke up, never mind, let me carry him. But just as he made one step forward, that young child jumped off the bed and said, I can walk on my own. An expression filled with rejection spoke louder than words, and it made Moo Ching's second step extremely awkward, unsure of whether or not to proceed. That little kid had five broken ribs and a broken leg, but he was still as lively as a dragon, Shilian really didn't know whether to laugh or to feel concerned. He said, Stop running around. Then he bent down and picked him up. The three of them, with the child in tow, left the palace. Since Chirong caused havoc on the streets earlier and disturbed the townspeople, toppling a number of stalls, Shilian felt deeply guilty. Having no face to meet any of the citizens, so the group snuck around, afraid to show their faces, using only the back alleyways. Throughout the entire way, that small child was extremely docile in Shilin's arms. They told him to be quiet, and he uttered not a single sound. Feng Xin glared. This brat kicked me yesterday. But look at him now. He really knows how to pick them. It's His Highness the Crown Prince. Of course he's more well-liked. Than most people, Mu Ching said. For some reason, even if he said something well-meaning, the words he used still made people feel uncomfortable. Feng Xin refused to acknowledge what he had said. After walking for a while, Feng Xin spoke up. No, I still feel that your highness shouldn't let anyone see you holding a strange child. What's the problem? Shelin asked. You're the crown prince, Feng Xin exclaimed. While he spoke, he saw a worn-down handcart further up the alley and said, Put the kid in that cart and pull it to go. Mu Qing immediately voiced, Just so we're clear, I will not pull that thing up the mountain. No one's asking you to, Feng Xin said. He reached out and pulled the child from Xie Lien's arms, and the child started struggling again. Never mind, forget it. Maybe someone else needs that card, Shilin said. Just then, from somewhere nearby, someone suddenly called out. Are you the crown prince? Another immediately shouted, Yes, yes, that's the crown prince. His mask fell yesterday, and I saw his face with my own eyes. That's him. Catch him. The three of them froze, their hearts dropped. Although Shirlian didn't think that he did anything wrong at the heavenly ceremonial procession the day before, he also knew that others might not think the same. To cut short, the God-pleasing martial ceremony was an ominous sign of misfortune. It was unspeakable amongst the nobility, and when all the excitement wore off after the fact, when the people started wondering what it all meant, they probably wouldn't be as forgiving either. Adding on the havoc on the streets caused by Chirong, the complaints must be endless. If they were to be surrounded now, it might end badly. Without thinking any deeper, Muqing grabbed him and shouted, your highness, run. Xin was pulling the cart and also urged, your highness, I've broken an arm. I won't be able to stop anyone rioting. Go. However, outside the alleyway, there was already a mass of people who were pouring in, their faces filled with excitement, blocking all viable exits. The four of them had nowhere to run and watched wide-eyed as they became encircled. Xie thought boldly, If anything, I'll just let them beat us down without fighting back. However, unexpectedly, although the crowd poured in, They didn't pulverize them. Instead, a number of hands reached out and threw them into the air, cheering, Your Highness. Shirin was thrown into the air countless times, but still maintained a calm and steady disposition. The people shouted, Your Highness, that leap yesterday on the Marshall Deity Avenue was spectacular. Someone exclaimed, That was such an amazing jump. Really? I totally thought that the Heavenly Martial Emperor himself had descended. I had goosebumps. Another validated. His Highness was right to save the kid. A life is a life. Do they think that kids from us poor people aren't the same? If it were me, I'd do the same. Another raged. That's right. Today there was talk of how His Highness had ruined the event and I just couldn't stand it. If it had been a royal or a noble who had fallen, then they wouldn't say the same. Your Highness, don't mind those people. His Highness is the one who truly cares about us. Shilin went from feeling guilty at the beginning, then disoriented halfway through, until finally he was affected by the passionate and cheerful faces all around. The crowd clustered around Shilian, and when they emerged onto the main street, more and more joined them. Feng Xin, Mu Ching, and that young child were pushed away and separated a far way back without any means of pushing through and could only follow along behind the parade. This large assembly of people was surprisingly not smaller than the crowd from the day before. Every time Shilian made a move to leave, he would be forcibly dragged back in and thrown into the air without any chance of being let down. Shilin couldn't help but find it both funny and reassuring, as he thought to himself, the people and Gorsha have completely opposite sentiments. It looks like I was in the right. When at last they reached Mount Tirsang, the setting sun was ablaze. Passing through the large mountain gates on the long winding stone path, there were a number of trainees and cultivators carrying water buckets and firewood, going up and down the road, greeting Xilin and company, but many watched the four plus a cart with wonder. Feng was pulling that handcart with one hand like a hard-working, serious young black bull. Xilin and Mu Qing smiled back dutifully at first, but after a while they stopped caring. The maple trees were endless, and the wheels turned calmly. As they hiked, Shailin helped push the handcart from behind. He was feeling good, and asked the young child another question, casually. Little kid, what is your name, really? Hong Wat? That young child watched him, and said in a small voice, I, I don't have a name. Shailin was taken aback. Your mother didn't give you a name? That young child shook his head. My mother passed. he said. Shirlian felt sorry for him. Then, what did your mother used to call you? That young child was hesitant for a minute, then replied, Hong Hong R. Shirlian smiled. That's a cute nickname. I'll call you that from now on. Hong Hong R seemed to be shy whenever they talked and lowered his head. Just then, the sun was about to set, and the lights were ignited from each of the pavilions all over the mountain. Amongst them, the brightest was of course the highest peak, the Great Martial Summit. Atop the Great Martial Summit, within the Great Martial Hall, it was as bright as day. The lights gathered like stars. Shillian sighed as he watched. The sigh wasn't born of sadness but from the scenery that emanated such beauty and glory. Every bit of light within the hall was an offered everlasting lamp. Each lamp contained the prayers and wishes of a devout worshipper. The more everlasting lamps there were within the temple of a god, the more powerful that god became. The chance to offer a lamp within the great martial hall of the Royal Holy Pavilion was difficult to buy, even with a thousand pieces of gold. Wealth, power, ability, passion, affinity. There must be one of the five conditions fulfilled in order to enter the hall to offer light. Yet there were many in the world that had none of the five. The four of them stopped gazing upon the great martial hall that shone like the sun, their expressions dissimilar. Just then, there was a familiar voice that called out to them, your highness. Xi turned his head and saw a fair-faced young man hurrying toward them. It looked like the trainee who guarded the entrance of the Sishang pavilion, and Xi schooled his expression. Zhu Shishong, what's the hurry? Zhu Shishong noticed Mu Cheng standing behind, but felt awkward and spoke, pretending not to have seen him. The Guo has been asking after you for a while now. He's waiting for you at the Great Martial Hall. Xie Lin was taken aback hearing this, but figured that it must be with regards to the incident during the heavenly ceremonial procession the day before. Very well. Thank you, Shi Xiong. Xie Lin had Feng Xin and Mu Qing take Hong Hong R back to the Shen Pavilion before heading toward the Great martial summon. Outside the great hall, clouds born from the incest vessel floated and wrapped around the great martial hall, forming a dreamlike state. On either side of the vessel were long rows of bright, everlasting lamps hung in the air, neatly lined into a wall of lanterns. Every everlasting lamp had on them the name and prayer of the worshipper, in elegant, decorous writing. Once in the hall, on either side of the wall, were also hung rows upon rows of everlasting lamps. The lamps offered within the great martial hall were of course even more valuable than the ones outside. In the gigantic, spacious temple, the Gorsha was offering incense before the statue of the Martial Heavenly Emperor, and the three deputy Gorshaw were behind him, uniformly prostrating before the great God. Shilin inclined his head when he entered. Gorsha, he greeted. The Gorsha completed their ritual before they turned their heads back and made a gesture for him to come forward. Thus Shilin approached, took an incense stick, and also paid his respects in sincerity. It was a moment before Gorsha finally spoke. Your Highness, the four of us have deliberated. With regards to the heavenly ceremonial procession, there are but two ways to resolve it. Please do enlighten me, Guo Shih, said. The first method, Guo said, is to find the child who disrupted the procession, and then we shall conduct a ceremony. At the very least, one of his five senses must be sealed as penance. ピッ!